The new year is coming and it's time to set your health and fitness goals for 2023. Maybe you started your journey this past year, or maybe you're looking to make 2023 the year you get the results you've always dreamed of. And if you are, I want to help you. I've been a health and fitness coach for almost a decade now. I've helped thousands of people off and online get in the shape of their life and drop the kilos they've been wanting to shed for years. I've helped people transform their bodies, their health, and their minds. And most importantly, I've shown them how they can maintain this on a long-term basis. As your coach, I take care of everything within your health and fitness journey, your training, your nutrition, your cardio, supplementation, etc. But I also look at your journey from a holistic perspective and address your stress, your sleep, your mindset, and ensure you have everything you need to achieve your results. If you're ready to make this the year you get the results you truly want, fill in the application form in the description below. It'll only take you two minutes and I'll be in touch for us to book in a call so we can plan out your journey and put some clear goals in place. If you have any questions about the coaching, feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram, which is at Elliot Hassoon. I'm excited to hear from you and excited to help you transform your body, health, and mind in 2023. Hello team and welcome back to the Simply Fit podcast and to the very first episode of the year. And in today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Alki Makwana. Around this time last year, I started working with Alki on his health and fitness journey and the rest, as they say, is history. Alki is heaviest was around the 90 kilos plus range and came to me at the start of the year unhappy with how his physique was and the impact it was having on his health and in other aspects of his life. So we devised a plan of action and in November of this year, Algi hit the 63 kilo mark for the first time in his adult life and is now in the shape of his life, embracing the new version of himself that he has created. Algi has one of the busiest social schedules that I've ever seen and is still being able to achieve his incredible results without the need to compromise this. His story is full of ups and downs and I have no doubt you're going to be inspired by this conversation and take so much away from it too. In this episode, you can expect to learn how Alki was able to transform with little to no nutritional education to begin with, how he's been able to overcome people-pleasing and how this has aided his journey too, along with how to effectively navigate social occasions and specifically Indian wedding season. So without further ado, Alki Makwana. Alki Makwana, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine. Dude, I have to steal the pleasure back from you. It's truly, truly mine. And I'm so excited to have you on the show today. This is the episode that I wanted to kick off the new year with. I couldn't think of a better person to bring on today. So for those who may have not come across yourself before, who are you, Alki? And what is it that you do? It sounds like um, I'm on blind date or something. I'm Alki. <laughs> I'm 32 years old and I'm from London. No, um, I currently work as a, as a design lead at a, at a studio in Shoreditch, um, Indian... Gujarati background, um, vegetarian. I mean, um, recent recent updates. I, I got married last year to my wonderful wife. Um, yeah, in terms of fitness, let's say I've, I'm a regular gym goer. <laughs> I was one of those guys who had it on their CV, and then um, you know, I've just after a few times of just going, you know, managed to to do to drop a few bits of weight here and there, and um, had a couple of coaches in the past, but um, obviously. At the start of the year, I signed up with you, and um, yeah, it was it was all it was all great from there. <laughs> and the rest is history, right? So I want to go back 
into your story. Of course, you just mentioned that you've gone through a couple of health and fitness journeys before, but let's go all the way back to childhood Alki and talk about you as an individual, because obviously you're in a place now where your health and fitness is debatably at the best that it's ever been. So I want you to take us all the way back to your education around health and fitness growing up, what it was like to grow up within your household when it came to food, exercise, nutrition, run us through that story, because I think we relate a lot in terms of our personal journeys when it comes to growing up as not having the best nutritional knowledge and maybe growing up a little bit more overweight. So run us through that story if you're open to do so. 100%. And I love the way in which we as you put it as well we always have like an alki 1.0 which was kind of pre um ehc coaching and 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 life and then you also had the kind of alki 2.0 which is kind of what's come out of it but yeah alki 1.0 i mean what what a guy i don't even know where to start i mean he was a guy who was living his best life and that's the best way to kind of describe it like inside he was he was, he was on the exterior he was a very happy-go-lucky positive people-pleasing guy but yeah um you know we tend to found he was inside he had a couple of demons things here and there which is quite interesting but yeah as a, as a childhood I've always kind of you know the story's always been I, I was a, a little bit of a chubby overweight fat kid when I was in school um I love I love how you mentioned it earlier as well when you were when you were in I think you mentioned it when you were having pop like you know in PE and things like this where you yeah you're a little bit afraid putting taking off your shirt and stuff but I was that guy like through, not even just in PE but just through life like I was always you know te- teased by the family teased by school kids for being that kind of like chubby teenager um yeah from a personality perspective don't get me wrong I was a, <laughs> a very a very happy happy guy and you know um had that just didn't have that thing where that extra 10% where you kind of looked apart and have the six pack, like all the, all the, the school captains in, in school and et cetera. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was me. I mean, in terms of my kind of eating habits, well, I mean, training, there was no such thing as training. We, we didn't really think about it when we were in school and when we were young, like we weren't really going for runs. I mean, the, the, the only training I was probably doing was a PE class and we were, you know, the last the last person to get picked in the football team. And, and there is the goalkeeper, that kind of thing. But um, in terms of nutrition, I mean, uh, we had no structure. There was no, um, there was nothing in place like that. I know I, I always had a quite a bad diet growing up. Um, not to say that it was, it was in, in, in home but just in school like let's say for example my mum she she gave me this two pound when we we're going to we're going to school um probably one pound like this is a diet every single day we used to be focused on I think it was chicken and chips for lunch from the from from the from Dixie chicken um we had a little a little Snickers as a little treat as a, as a dessert I mean not just Snickers but any kind of elite chocolate I'm talking dairy milk double deckers, boost bars. Um, and even when we were talking about trying to be healthy, just be having the Kinder Bueno or maybe just the Kinder Surprise or something. That was the, that was the, the kind of the field I was, I was working in. And yet 30p Panda Pops, Coca-Colas, um, even for breakfast, we used to have these little square bars, little Rice Krispie square bars, which were amazing. But this is basically after, you know, just fully <laughs> abusing the body. We didn't know anything else. And, um, that's all we used to eat as a kind of school kid coming home. I mean, I grew up in an Indian household, as as most of the people you, you might know do. So it was usually based on just eating kind of Indian food, um, even like frozen food. So chicken Kievs, chips, all this kind of stuff and um, takeouts as well. Like I, I grew up in a family where we had um, two brothers as well who, you know, massive kind of takeout people. We used to get Donna meat and that kind of stuff for 
for dinner, uh, maybe a pizza and that kind of thing. So yeah, that was <laughs> nutritionally, it wasn't so great. Um, then, yeah, I mean, it took its toll. Let's say you put on the weight and then going into uni. I mean, I did have some little little bits of love where um, I went to the gym, tried to just do a bit of running, um, lift a few weights here and there, you know, had a couple of friends that used to go and me and my brother used to go before as well. Um, but then obviously, as as life went on, went to uni, <laughs> the drink started, all of that. And then obviously living in like growing up in the creative industry, you know, you have that kind of rock and roll lifestyle that you live for so long where you you're drinking <laughs> a lot, eating, you're going out every single time. I mean, it's almost like the more the more you drink and the more you the more you eat, the more social you are, the 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 better you're going to progress in your career, especially it's, it's all about people. I would say it's all about who you know rather than what you know. But the people you know have to have a certain lifestyle that they're they're usually going towards. So you have to kind of fit into their mold and fit into their bubble. And that was kind of where after uni, everything kind of yeah shifted slightly. Yeah, and that's the big challenge, right? Because we take our childhood habits into our later years. But then, like you mentioned, alcohol comes into the mix. The career becomes more of a focus than anything else. And especially if you choose a career that's mainly based around the socials and mainly based around drinking and keeping up appearances, then it gets to a point and then you realize like, well, when do I put a stop to this? So I'm curious, when was the first time that you thought, okay, I might need to turn this around in terms of maybe my nutrition isn't the best. Maybe the way I'm living my lifestyle isn't the best. When was the first thought in your mind that came to you of like, okay, maybe I need to do something to turn this around? Yeah, really good question. I mean, I was very on and off for, I mean, at least the last kind of 20 years. It's kind of just been going to a couple of classes here and there. We had some gym memberships and we used to do it between that lunchtime sessions where you had like 15, 20 minutes and we used to try and do a hit class, but it was nothing that was really sustainable. Um, and you got to remember like we, being a designer, you you live that kind of desk life. It's not like um, you're, 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 you're active all the time. So it's almost about trying to find that balance and, you know, you find yourself snacking. And even the industry, when you're in the creative kind of advertising industry, everything's related around food hey what we're doing for lunch you know why don't we go and get burgers and fries and even like um about four o'clock everyone used to come around with the truth like the drinks trolleys and all of the the free cookies and the donuts and you're just like wow this is insane this is amazing but it was only kind of like i'll probably say i started taking it seriously when when lockdown hit because um there's, there's there was a lot of things that kind of baked into into this because when you're when you're working in London, nine to five job, you're, you're kind of people pleasing a lot. There was a lot of this kind of, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out with, let's do these kind of things. But then once all that was gone and, and COVID hit, like you had a bit of time to focus on yourself and, you know, you're just at home. And at the start, it was amazing because you're, you can just, you, you have your kind of free reign. But after a while, we're just like, look, let's now stop looking at the external factors, which is looking after other people's happiness and focus a little bit more on your your inner happiness and your inner peace and that's kind of where I started taking it a little bit seriously and you know I was gonna I was get well I was gonna get married in the, in the first year of COVID but it got pushed back a year and that during that moment I was like look let's just use this year a bit wisely rather than just um just sitting at home drinking whiskeys going on house party etc and, and Skype calls why don't we try and use this time to go to well it wasn't even the gym it was kind of just doing home workouts and just looking after your nutrition and just getting a little bit more structure around eating the same thing every day so not relying on mum's cooking all the time I was I was living at home at the time so yeah not relying on her cooking all the time but just 
just making everything simple. So I, I signed up with a coach. Um, and yeah, I mean, just to give you some background with kind of metrics, I was, I think I was about 90 kg around that kind of time. So we managed to, to break it down into about 73, 74, um, it, which was, which was great because, you know, with another coach, he was, he was great, but the, the difference between him and you, and, and you, for example, was that he was very focused on just a short term goal, which is get in shape for the wedding. Let's just, let's just try and see how much we can lose for that. And then obviously I had no systems or any kind of structure after that. And that's where I put all the weight back on and obviously essentially decided to come to know a person. But yeah, it's, that's been the, the foundation of, of the journey. One incredible journey. And it's awesome that you made that choice at the position of the life that you're in as well. Because if so many people wait until, you know, potentially they're in a certain place with their career, once they have kids or once they get a very, very big alarm bell ringing, like they go to the doctors and they realize something along those lines. So when it came to the time of COVID, a lot of people went down the other route. Some people decided to prioritize their health and others went for those habits and all of those things that they were doing before, but in a little bit more of a destructive manner because they didn't have anything else to focus on. How did you get that clarity to be like, okay, I need to focus on myself. I didn't realize, and it actually just occurred to me now that you were living at home at the time, which would have made it even harder because of everything that you've lived up into that point, the same house that you were, uh, you know, ended up getting overweight in or the house that you lived, you know, all those years of experience of, of being the one who was maybe made fun of them for your weight, etc., was the house that you made that initial change in. So how did you get super firm on making that decision at that time? It was a strong decision to make. Yeah. And, um, actually it's, it's really weird because I've, I had a couple of, had a couple, a couple of those calls with some, some of my friends and some of my cousins. I was like, look guys, I really just need to do something about it. I can't just keep, uh, basically the, the way in which we, we, we spoke about it was we're at a crossroads now. So you can either decide to, um, you know, continue going in this way, getting above hundred kg, whatever happens and, you know, continue eating in this kind of way. And, um, drinking, just sitting at home and just being, let's say, a, a snob. <laughs> or you can actually try and sh just shift it slightly. And even if, not to say that you're going to lose like 10 kilos, but even if you can just lose three or four kilos, you know, just making sure that you're going in the right direction just to see, you know, what happens with things. And that's kind of where we're at. And obviously there was no external factors at the time. So it was a little bit more easier for me to make my decision where, you know, you're not, you're not thinking about, oh, what am I going to eat when I go to work, you know? What am I going to like? What if someone invites you for some drinks afterward? Like none of these things were like, oh, yeah. Or even even date nights was is, is, is a great way to break it down. We're just like, we can't go to restaurants. So what are we going to do? Let's just at least just try and be a bit more healthy. And then when you come out of lockdown, and you, you're, you're back in the back on the scene and everything's all open again. You'll be a completely different person. I remember that was the kind of mindset I had, which is just like when I'm out, I'm going to be a completely different person. Everyone's going to look at me and be like, ah, oh, Alki. He's back, but he's a, he's a new guy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was a great time for a lot of people to tap into areas of their lives that they never had done before. It's a very, very interesting experience when you look back at the COVID situation. For many, it was a very difficult time. I think for many, and for almost all of us, it was a difficult time in a way. But for many of us, we also took advantage of that time and was able to adopt that mindset as well. And it's great. And you mentioned the lack of external factors as well. And you also mentioned before the people-pleasing element. And I want to touch on that part of your story because I know it's a very, very big part. So can you dive into what that looked like for you and how it impacted your nutrition and maybe your self-confidence, your self-worth, etc.? Yeah, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a great question as well because I think people-pleasing has actually been something which has been in my life since I was a teenager. And it actually stems from a little bit from that kind of fat school kid, because what I was trying to do is 
by being a little bit overweight and stuff like you 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 were you were still popular but you didn't have that same degree of popularity in school like some of the like the the school captains and and these kind of people will have with with the six packs and everything so as what I was trying to do is trying to compensate a lot of that kind of personality I will compensate the, the aesthetics with some of the personality so being a little more bubbly being a little more happy being a, that kind of the joker and the comedian in in the groups etc and I think that that kind of stemmed throughout kind of university and especially when you're working in in a creative space like you it's all about kind of it's your skills but it's also like what else you bring to the table as well so that's how my mindset was to be like let's just, let's just focus on if everyone else is happy around me I'll be happy and they're going to be happy because they're going to kind of feed off some of my energy. Um, but then on the flip side of that, you start to think, ah, oh, like you might have a couple, like, are you actually happy in yourself? You're, you're giving everyone else who's already an eight out of 10, you're bumping them up to a nine out of 10, but you're sitting there on like a two out of 10. So who's bumping you up? They, are they giving you that same level of bump as you're giving them? So you almost find like you're like, I'm always a very giving person. In, in general, like even on Christmas, like it's just went through, I'm, I'm, I love giving gifts rather than receiving them. So that was just the nature of kind of where everything stemmed from. And people pleasing in our, in our industry is very like, you know, let's go out for drinks after work and let's talk about all the stress <laughs> of being in work, which is, um, which, which is very, very interesting. It was all about going out for drinks and, and, and going out for food and, and, them letting off their steam to you so you can kind of relate to them and give them a little shoulder to cry on and then that way your kind of career got a lot better but obviously you realized that you were doing it more for them than you were for you and it's the same with it's the same with loads of different it's not even just your from a work setting but just from a friendship circle as well you're, you when you're going out it was very kind of like Alki's going to be up for coming going clubbing so let's go to let's go drinking with him like he's he's the guy he's the life of the party let's go to the let's go to all the bars, let's go to all the clubs, like, you know, doing weddings, let's stand near Alki because we know that he's going to be drinking at the bar and we're going to get a lot of vibes and positive energy from him. And that's kind of where it all, all went. And then, yeah, obviously that people-pleasing aspect was something which, I don't know, when COVID hit, I realised that I actually don't need to people-please as much. Um, obviously, it's still it's still there in, in, in terms of yourself, but it just wasn't as in your face and that way you kind of allowed it to to look into yourself a little bit more and you know decide like how can I raise myself from that two or three out of ten up to like you know even if it's six or seven to just be happy within yourself and then you know the art of kind of saying no whenever you need to and and there's a lot of things I can touch on from that perspective as well. Yeah it's massive like that is a huge huge thing because I feel a lot of the time, health and fitness and getting in shape, it's not super complicated when you actually boil it down to what needs to be done when it comes to the exercise on a week-to-week basis, the nutrition on a week-to-week basis, the sleep and all those different types of things. Like the mechanisms of getting in shape are very simple. But when you tie in all of these deeper kind of traumas to a degree into that equation, that's when it becomes complicated. And for so many of people, they have to go through the... I don't know what my identity is with being someone who's in shape. I don't know what my identity looks like without not holding on to being a people pleaser, to be in the life of the party. And if I'm not a life of the party, if I'm not the people pleaser, will people still like me? Am I still going to be the same version of myself? And it's really challenging when that 
personality has had utility when it served you well, when you've been able to literally be the life of the party. And all of a sudden, now you've got to say no to the drinks, or you have to push it back. And you have to rely on actually who you are beyond that. And it's a big, big thing. So how did you manage that adjustment to really rely on just who Alki is beyond the people pleaser beyond the life of the party? Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, to be fair, COVID really helped with that in, in a way, because I mean, I was getting married and we originally had like 600 people or something massive Asian wedding. We had like 600 people at our wedding and we had to cut it down to, I think it was 250 or something between each party. At that time, we kind of realized that, look, I'm going to lose a little bit of my street cred doing this. But I had COVID to 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 help on that kind of stuff. And you kind of realize that when it comes to kind of people pleasing as well it can become quite exhausting for yourself like whenever you're like you're very you're very focused on on making other people happy that you're you're kind of trying to spread this energy between so many different people like if I was in the in the, in the creative industry before we had like two three hundred people and obviously like it was great to have that celeb status oh yeah yeah you know but that was the bit where you had to kind of just figure out where your boundaries are and I think that that boundaries thing is a very important point, like um, to understand when when to let people in and when not to let people in. And I think like even now, like I've I've kind of broken my circle down of friends from loads of people down to just a selective few, because then you can kind of make sure you give them qualitative energy rather than quantitative energy. I think that's that's the that's the beauty of it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's very, it's very interesting just to kind of. Focus and that's why I actually signed up in the first place as well was just to kind of focus a little bit more on what what kind of stuff can I do to to get myself in the right mode so I mean the physical work was one aspect but it's also just like trying to just create a little bit of routine in your life and just a little bit more structure to to make sure that you know you're, you're you can control your own circumstances that you're always within so everyone will always know him for the like Ah, oh, he's he's the guy who could say sometimes say no to us, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I want to touch on that in just a moment, but before we leave that, I want to speak to young Alki just for a second. Because what I don't want people thinking is that ah, Alki did his journey during the lockdown. It must have been so easy for him. But what I want to touch on now is the next stage of your journey when in reality you started at the very, very beginning of when the listeners are listening to this last year, which was the beginning of 2022, when we had no lockdowns. Of course, COVID has still been present, but it's not been so in the same way. So I want to touch on that in just a moment. But if you could go back as your 32-year-old self and speak to young Alki, what few things would you tell him uh, just to give him a little bit of a boost and give him a little bit of guidance when it comes to his health and well-being and maybe his personality and his mindset as well. What a guy. He, no, well, first of all, I'll applaud him because I, I never, I never think that what I did in the past was, 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 was wrong. I think that he was just living, he was living in a different era. Um, so, I mean, from a health perspective, I, I was kind of sound a little bit like my mum. I would just be like, look, just, just look after yourself. Just, even though you're doing all these things, like even now, like to this day, like I can still, I can still go out and be, have the elements of Alki 1.0, but he's just kind of, you know, he's just molded in a different shape. So it's less about having 10 drinks, but it's more about just having two or three drinks. Or, you know, if you're going out, you don't have a full like pizza meal, but you can start thinking, hey, look, let's try and see what we can do and, and work within our kind of remit. But I'll, the advice I'll definitely give him was, will be to kind of, Three good question. Look, look after yourself a little bit more. F focus more on yourself rather than other people. And, you know, don't think about the career 
or the success of your career just to be around one element like you have you you you're bringing so much more value in other places that you don't even know from a work perspective from just um the friendship circles are wrapped like away from all of that people pleasing side and even just your skills just your design mantras the way in which you you're kind of brought up your ethics your kind of like determination and drive you've got so much other stuff around you which is 10 times more stronger than just a couple of drinks and and and, and a few burgers to make other people happy so that's what i'll tell him i'll say look just just be gentle with yourself because end of the day deep down inside there's a lot more love that you can give and in the future it's going to come so don't worry <laughs> dude i love that i love that i feel you're living those learnings as well so even though they weren't delivered to young alki 1.0 they're at least being lived by alki 2.0 now so on that note i want to talk about that transition as well that we often discuss which is the alki 1.0 to the alki 2.0 who is in front of me today and of course it would have been you know sometime around december 2021 in which you would have thought about okay the first time i went through this journey was great got in shape for my wedding but i want you to go through the metrics of where you were in late 2021 in just a moment and then you made the decision to obviously come on board with myself and we've had this journey across the past year or so so run me through the thought process in your mind thinking well i've lost all this weight now i have to go back and lose it all again i have to sign up for a different coach talk me through that because it can't have been easy because a lot of people are like ah you know one and done i want to make sure that i lose this weight and it's once and for all but for you you ended up back in the same like a similar position once again and you had to go through this almost the same journey and not with the confidence that you know it's going to stick because it didn't stick last time so run me through that thought process of signing up with myself around you know late december of 2021 yeah 100 this is a great story and, and like i think after the wedding in particular i thought i was invincible like i was like oh you know what i've done it now i'm married i'm i'm, I'm in a good space in my life like i don't need to worry too much about fitness and we went straight to our we had a mini honeymoon at the time because we couldn't fly out to bali where we're planning to go this year um but yeah um i thought let's just try and eat as much um stuff as i can you know we were going around to everyone's houses and we're having dinner and we we're going on a lot of dates because we we're trying to figure out like oh we moved in together at that kind of time as well so when you, you when you literally move in for the first time we we're ordering a lot of takeaways and i was just trying to get a lot of stuff into place and i think I was a little bit of a ghost listener, like I mentioned earlier, like your content and everything was just incredible. I didn't even know if you existed in real life. You're just, you're just a man on a podcast. I was like, is this guy even real? Is he some kind of robot? And, um, you know, I could have easily gone back to the other coach as well, but I knew that I would, I would get a little bit more of a lifestyle solution that I can hold for a lot more of a longer period with, with yourself. And, you know, um, I just, I didn't want to lose the fat again, but I just wanted to kind of make sure that I could keep it off now because, the thing is that I realized that if you, this is a little bit crazy, but if you do put the weight back on, you have to lose it again. It's not like, oh, you put it back on, but you've lost it in the past. So it's going to be gone in a week. Like you, you have to start that process a little bit from, from scratch. And I learned that over time. Um, and it's a great learning because I think that that was very important. Um, in terms of making the decision to sign up and, and obviously like once I got married, we had a, a little bit of tough times in terms of just the family and stuff. It was a bit of a rocky kind of, four or five months where Artie's granddad passed away. Artie's my wife, um, her granddad passed away. And it was a little bit of a crazy moment where we have to do a lot of kind of rituals and you, you, fitness and then all that kind of goes out the window. So then that hit and then um, literally a couple of weeks after that, my uncle passed away, who's basically, he's basically been like my second dad my whole life. So it was crazy, like having these deaths in the family, they took their toe and literally 
I don't know, I kind of went back to some of those old ways of just like binge eating and having that kind of comfort food just to help kind of repress some of those kind of emotions. Um, and then, yeah, like this is when I had those really important conversations with Artie and with my brother. And I was like, look, I put all of this weight back on. And they were just like, look, you can either turn your car around now or you can continue just going down that same path. And, you know, it's gonna, you, in the end, you'll want to lose it anyway, but it's a lot more easier losing it, you know, 10, 15 kgs heavier than being like 30 kgs heavier and, and then deciding then that you want to go back to, you know, wedding weights, for example. And yeah, I mean, in terms of just getting in touch with you, I was just driving one day <laughs> and then, you know, I was thinking about, it. I was like, look, you know what? I really, really need to do it. And I know it's going to be a little bit of a big investment, but like you said, these are one of those investments that you, I mean, you say all the time you're investing in yourself. It's almost like servicing a car in a weird way. Like you just have to do it. It's like, if you don't, then you're, it's even a car. It's, the car is a depreciating asset, whereas your your own asset, which is going to be there till the end. So you know you might as well spend a little bit of of time and, and energy and, and and even financially, you know, spend a little bit more money because you know that you're going to gain that back tenfold when you when you get back in life. So yeah, my ask initially, even when I got in touch with you, I was like, I just want to try and lose a bit of wedding weight again and just get back to where I was. And you were just like, mate, we can go beyond that. Like, and I was like, oh, really? You gave you, you, you me for no reason. Like, I mean, you gave me confidence, of course, but um, I know that with, with you as well, the nutrition plan wasn't just going to be, you know, corn and rice or tofu and rice and, and that's it. Like, I knew you were going to provide a lot more variety because I've listened to the other podcasts and even speaking of other people like Cole, your, your, your old client, he actually inspired me. I spoke to him, I just DM'd him. I was like, look, Cole, I'm, I'm thinking of signing up to Elliot. Like, he just told me, look, the he basically one bit of advice he said you 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 take out whatever you put into the process so the more you give your coach and, and the less you shy away from things you know that you're going to get so much more back so I mean that kind of sold it for me I was like you know what I'm going to actually put all my efforts all of this kind of all of my time and energy into this and you know if he's saying that I'm going to get like sub 65 I'm I'm at 65 kg I'm, I'm going to go into it and actually even the day in which I signed up so yeah I signed up and then um you know I remember having our initial conversations and you said yeah we can we can we can get to this number and what I just did is I just I just sat there like in my room you, you actually said to start journaling and just um you know getting the hang of that kind of thing so I just wrote 65 kg just on a piece of paper and I, I actually just kept it in my drawer I was like you know what one day I'm gonna look at this I'm gonna be so proud like the amount of like if, if I probably won't get there, I was just thinking to myself, I'm probably just going to get to like 75 and just be happy with where I'm at. But one day I'm going to, I'm going to see that. And so I've just, yeah, basically just wrote that down and put it into a, a little box and that's it. Then we just began 1.0 to 2.0. Dude, goosebumps all over as you talk to me about your story as well. And just for the listeners, just for clarity on that front, where did your weight end up at the very end of our uh, fat loss goal? Yeah, so I think I started at around the 70, no, sorry, the 84s, 85s. Um, and we managed to get down to 63 and a half or something like that, 63 kg. And even then I was just like, mate, that was probably one of the best top, top five days of my life was just seeing that on the scale and just being like, wow, like to be 63 when a man was, was 90 kg um, about two years ago is just, insane that's actually like it's like life shifting weight because you find yourself like just more alert more active like 
you you realize that you got your life in order. It's not just the weight, but it's just like you got your sleep patterns in order. You've got like training in order. You've you've made friends in all the right places, and you know, it was just honestly one of the most beautiful moments that I literally can't even explain. Yeah, I could not be prouder, and I'm super happy to hear that once again. And there's a few key moments that passed through that you mentioned. I think a big one is from your brother Jay, where he's like, "You can either turn the car around now, or you can keep going down that route." And I think that that's going to resonate with a lot of people who think, "Ah, you know." you know, I, I've already lost the weight. Like, I don't want to be going back into this. But as you, as he mentioned very valuably, it's like, well, you've got a choice now. It's much easier to turn around early than travel, you know, a five, 10 more miles. And it gets harder and harder. And, you know, the confidence goes, the amount that you have to do in order to achieve that gets harder and harder as well. And another aspect that you mentioned there is that you are not a depreciating asset, right? Like every single thing you put into yourself is going to come back tenfold. And it's curious. Yes, it's a big investment. It's a big investment of energy. It's a big investment of time. It's also an investment of trust into a coach. And financially as well, a lot of time I tell people, it's like, how much would you pay to be in the shape of your life, to feel mentally sharp, to feel confident as you put on the clothes, as you walk into work, as you walk down the street? And people are like, oh, I'd spend tens of thousands on that. Or I've already spent tens of thousands on that. And I'm like, well, you know, if you put in six to 12 months and you invest X amount, it's going to be not even a quarter of that price and you're going to get absolutely everything. So I think it's really important to remember those things. I want to talk about why this journey has been so effective this time around. I don't, I want to take myself out of the equation for a moment because of, I, I don't want to take all the credit here because I feel like a bigger part of this has been done from you. So when it comes to why this journey has been so effective in terms of you dropping that weight and also now we're at a stage where we're holding that, like you've, we've just gone through Christmas, you're still in a very good position with your body weight. We're going to look to make sure that things settle even further throughout January. Right? Why has this journey been so much more stable and set in stone this time round than it was in the past? Yeah, I think I've actually, I tried to not focus so much on just the losing weight aspect because you know that that's going to come like you, regardless of whether it's going to be now or, or later down the line, I, I knew in my mind that I'm going to always try and lose weight and get to a better point. But the, the great thing about this was you have to think about how you you can create balance in the world like i literally just got married recently i, I didn't want to didn't want to ruffle too many feathers and just say hey i'm just gonna go to the gym every single night now and i'm just gonna eat my own food like i knew that i had to create a little bit more a little bit more vibe around what i'm what i'm doing with this so that it doesn't feel like it's so in everyone's face and you know you don't have to be that kind of fitness person who just goes all in you don't need to always have that all in mindset where you do kind of but you you can have a little bit more of like a i'm gonna go all in but i'm still gonna respect everything else which i've built around me like my family my friends my current lifestyle my working working pattern all this kind of stuff and i think that that kind of helped me start off. and obviously we were talking about lockdown but now that there's no lockdown how can you implement these kind of things into your job etc and you know i had a couple of changes at the start of the year like i left the massive people pleasing job, let's say of, of like three, 400 people. And we moved into a, a, a more smaller studio um, where we've got 15, 20 members of staff and we work with a lot of freelancers and things like that. But I almost felt like I completed that game. So this was also quite a nice way of, I mean, imagine having Grand Theft Auto in your hand and then you've just, you've just, you've just completed the game and you're just walking around. That's what I found like I was doing. So 
now that I've stepped away from that and I've had a new game, I realize I can shape this new game the way in which I want and you can create your own identity almost. So yeah, I, went, I went into work, like bringing my own food in and everyone was like, wow, like I was like, this is just what I do. And obviously they know nothing different. Right. So it kind of helped me a lot more in that kind of process. And just process wise, I knew that, you know, I knew that I won't just from a, from a fat guy, I'm not just going to get abs in a year. Like it's impossible. Like that wasn't, that wasn't where my mind was, but it's more just like, you know, how will I make my journey still a very successful journey with the kind of conditions which I had. And, you know, this time around, I think I just kept it a little bit more simple with, with, with doing things. Like even when I was talking to you, as I was saying every single day, like, this is what I'm doing. This is where I've went. I was a bit more, let me, let me just say, yeah, a bit more kind of retrospective. Like I was understanding, I was almost like journaling when I was, when I was, coming back to you with 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 things because I was kind of realizing look fine this is what's happened I've accepted it let's move on let's kind of tweak this thing here I've done really well here but I haven't done so well here and I think that over time the more you kind of repeat these kind of things in your head the more you get used to it and you you kind of learn a little bit about yourself where I wasn't doing this kind of stuff before but if I did have if I did let's say go Nando's one day and you know the the weight went slightly up the next day like what's the best way to bring it down like I, I kind of learned that you know, you're going to have these kind of little struggles here and there. Um, but how do you deal with it? That the mindset shift was slightly different where you don't, you're just a little bit more gentle with yourself to, to not make yourself feel like crap and then just keep spiraling down the, a wrong, a wrong piece, but just being a little bit more in tune. And um, I don't know the steps and stuff. Like I've, I've always really been quite good with steps. I mean, um, that hasn't been too much. I think the training aspect in the gym work was just insane I mean the the levels of progress which I've made in the gym have just been incredible like just to give you guys a little bit of a backdrop so on January 3rd last year I think I ran 4k in 36 minutes and I was on the treadmill I was tell, I was taking breaks like every k I was taking a little break and I was like whoa this is so hard you come off the treadmill you your your head's all buzzing you feel like you're gonna die and like over time, I, I just thought, look, let me just try and see if I can become better at running. And I tried to make that my little thing. Like I did try the cross trainer, I tried the, the stair machine, but I remember you were just saying, look, any form of exercise, any form of movement would be a good movement as long as you're enjoying it. And I was like, look, I'm enjoying running. So let me just continue running. And from there, like we were trying to up it and I was doing 4K in like 32 minutes. And then I was going down to 28 minutes and I was like, okay, let's start increasing it to 5K. Let's just add a little extra K. And then I was doing 5K in 32 minutes and over, over like, let's say over the year, probably a little bit quicker than the year, but I then realized that I was doing, I was trying to up it to like 7K. And in the end, I mean, just last week I did 8K in 36 minutes. And to think I was doing 4K in 36 minutes at the start of the year, now I'm doing 5K in 20 minutes. So you can automatically see the shift of like, wow, like over time you, you're going to get better. Like even if you're going to start in such a weird place, like, there's only one way in which it can go. Like you can't go the other way unless you make it go the other way. So let's uh, just continue working. I mean, from the training perspective, I haven't, I've, I've still been good, but I haven't seen the biggest progress, but that's fine because I'm still excelling in another area, which is great. Um, but, you know, I'm still lifting a lot better. I've got a lot more structure around kind of how we're lifting, how we're working, these kind of things, which is great. And from a nutritional perspective, I'm now finding that me and Artie can cook together. I'm not just cooking my own thing. You know, we're finding different food, 
Like, make avocado cottage cheese. I've never really even thought about eating cottage cheese, but having cottage cheese and you're like it's just so, so underrated, and you're learning about so many different food groups and how you can pair things together, and that's been great. And accountability, of course, is you know when you when you're doing it with someone. I knew that before it was just a bit more of like a text message kind of coach, but now I know that I don't want to disappoint my coach. And every week I'm checking in with you, like. You're, you're my accountability, I'm your accountability. Like, I know I got to do the hard work, but end of the day, like, your is still a little bit of your kind of journey as well with through me. So um, I think that that was great. And and I think the mini goals this year also helped. Like, it wasn't just like, you've got a wedding and that's the end, but it was kind of like, okay, let, let's work towards your birthday, three months. Then let's work towards a holiday, for example. And, you know, we had a little bit more you know, there was always a little win that we were hitting, trying to get and to lose like 25 kg, even though it's been split up to like 8 kg, 5 kg, 6 kg. Like that was the beauty of how we did it. And it worked for me. And yeah, maybe super happy, super pumped to see where we go next. Dude, I love hearing that. And it just sounds like a much, much more complete journey. And it also sounds like you went into it with the right mindset as well. And I think that what I like about your story specifically is that you are soft in terms of your approach to yourself and your expectations, but that didn't hold you back from being ambitious and being willing to put in the work that was required. Because I think people are almost too soft with their actions. And that's the challenge. Whereas the idea is to be soft with what you get from a result of hard actions. And I think that that's the big, big thing that I took away from there is that you were open for when I said, you know, let's hit that number at the very, very beginning. You were open to doing it, even though you only had the expectation of losing a little bit of wedding weight. And you didn't go in with the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to be content when I get there. And my actions are only going to get me there. You were ready to take it on. And I think if you can go in with that long-term mindset with that, well, i going to be very happy if I just lose that little bit of weight, but that's not going to stop me from achieving much, much more. And I feel like that's what you've been able to do. And you've been able to embrace different areas of the journey, like get excited about the cardio side of things, doubling your running time in, you know, 36 minutes and 8k compared to 36 minutes and 4k. It's just, it's insane. Like, I think that if you actually break that down into practical terms and think about that as a individual, it's like, imagine doing double the amount that you can do now, not taking any breaks whatsoever. It's, it's insane to think about. So I hope people are really integrating that as well. And I want to go through some of the challenges that you had on your journey as well, because it sounds like it was all sunshine and rainbows, but your social calendar is one of the, like one of the busiest, the with any person on my roster that I'm working with right now, you know, we're having to navigate three, four socials on a week to week basis, like consistently. If we went through all your socials for the past year and put it into like a weekly average, there might be some weeks where there's one, but there's other weeks where there's seven. So I'd say there's at least three or four per week, every single week. So can you run us through your social strategy and how you've been able to do this despite having an insane social schedule? Oh my God. Yeah. And these socials, they take their toe as well. So, I mean, that, I think that was the most beautiful thing that I learned in the process was just how to to manage these and navigate things and, and work around things a lot more. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 it hasn't been a plain sailing process for sure. I mean, the, the balance between, um, you know, this process and life has helped me a lot. And I think that that was a challenge. And, you know, I think the biggest challenge for me at the start was being that kind of guy who always said yes, <laughs> to slowly just change his mindset to start saying no. And that was really weird because people were starting getting freaked out. They were like, mate, 
you're going to come for a beer this 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 evening. And I was like, now, do you know what? Actually, I'm not. And they were just like, what's wrong with you? Are you are you what's happening to you, man? And then they start blaming. They're like, oh, yeah, it's probably because you're married now. And, you know, you don't want to do these kind of things. They start thinking about other things. And then obviously it kind of makes you feel a bit weird. Like, oh, mate, I'm actually doing something which is wrong. But really, they're just it's their own problem, mate. They're probably they're probably they're probably not happy in their own life. So that's how I was kind of looking at things and managing socials like I think at the start it was quite difficult like trying to choose which socials to go out like if you've got like five socials in the week what are the top two socials that I think that had to go to which was the kind of strategy which I was putting into place and like you know and I was experimenting weirdly even though I wasn't I knew I was like experimenting at these socials to be like what can I eat? Like, should I, I opt for dessert this time or should I go for a starter? Like what, like even the calories on the, on the menus, like it was like, it was so much more fun. Like I was trying to figure things out and it like, and I was thinking more in a kind of data statistical way, whereas before it was just like, let's just go out and just, you know, do whatever I want. And now I was trying to think that, oh, if I'm going to have a beer, I can still have a beer, but then go a little bit more easier with the mains and, you know, don't go for the burger and chips, but just maybe go for like something else instead. And, these kind of things, which is quite, which was quite interesting. And the social side of things slowly just kind of fixed itself. And I haven't like, I haven't fully cracked it myself at this stage, but that's totally fine as well. Like, you know, I know that over time I'm going to learn what works and what doesn't work. Like I've already picked up so many things along the way. Um, second thing will probably be kind of managing my family, <laughs> which is also quite interesting. Like, um, obviously that both my mum and Artie's mum are amazing cooks um, they just make the most amazing food. But then sometimes when I bring my own, like, especially when I was going to to my mum's and stuff, I was taking my own little Tupperware boxes. And at the start, they were just like, what's wrong with you, man? Why are you taking, why are you bringing this, this food here when you know that you're going to be fed like a, like a king? And I was just like, look, do you know what? I'm just going to stay in this, like, our relationship always isn't based around the food that we're eating. It was more about, you know, the love and the energy and the vibe that we're bringing. So over time, we kind of got rid of the food being that kind of stigma, um, especially when we're going home. I'm just, I, even my mum at one point, she was making eggs and stuff for me. She's like, yeah, how many eggs do you have? And I was like, yeah, mate, I know exactly how many eggs I'm having. And then she almost got kind of inspired a little bit in a way as well, because she was like, oh, look, I'm going to start to eat this. If you're eating this for lunch, I might as well, you know, not cook something separate, but just eat exactly what we're going to eat. Um, and yeah, I mean, another challenge was definitely the drinking aspect when it comes to like, Artie's uncle for example like me, me and him have whiskeys on the regular like it was just a stat it was like a way in which we bonded and we spoke about things and it was that kind of thing and I don't know I kind of got it down from three drinks to just go, having one drink with him instead and him having three drinks and me just saying I'm fine and just sipping a little bit slower um so there's ways in which I was managing my challenges in a weird way if that makes any sense and yeah I mean of course binging and stuff was something which was I mean it's still it's that kind of childhood side fat kid that we we're still talking about which was which was like how can we manage the chocolate how can we you know instead of eating a whole bar of dairy milk you know have two pieces of dark chocolate or something a day just to eat, hit that craving and then maybe substituting that sweet thing with something else like maybe like a yogurt and you know sprinkle something else on top like just managing ways in which we can get around it um and last but not least I'll probably say date nights was was definitely a challenge because I realized at first like I never thought it would have an impact but I realized that 80% of mine and Artie's date nights was all like restaurants you know making sure we're going to all these amazing places and you know 
she supported me really well. Like I have to hand it to her. Like she was just like, instead of going out for food, let's let's maybe go to the theater or maybe let's have let's go for shisha instead. I remember at the start I was having shisha and Turkish tea rather than going for a full blown like pizza and burgers and things. And you know now it's changed a little bit as well because now we're you know we sometimes go for walks in towns. Like even the other day we just drove up to St Albans and and went for a walk there instead of just being your own little day to day walk and you know just making a day out of that because it's obviously more about the company than it is about just food and you know I realize as well like you know that 20% will make all the difference <laughs> of, of 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 doing things oh well sleep was a challenge. sleep was a challenge for sure because before I used to stay up late and you know wiring that that mindset improved overall wellness there's so much there's so much there's so many challenges but they're good challenges they're not weird that's it and i feel like you've embraced them all you haven't had resistance and i love this aspect of your journey as well it's that a lot of people they almost look at their health and fitness process as an inconvenience they're like ah oh, it's getting in the way of my life whereas i think you adopted the idea of like okay well something's not working right now and if i want to maintain this on a long-term basis then i need to make some shifts and it doesn't mean deleting my social life it doesn't mean going back into lockdown mode and never socializing with everyone it's just finding a way in which it becomes sustainable and i think it comes back to okay if i was doing this every day or every year for the rest of my life in terms of these socials would it be sustainable and i think that you found that and i think that you realized that going out and having the entire pizza or five whiskeys instead of two is not going to be sustainable but neither is zero you know and i think a lot of people get tempted to go down the route of like okay i'm going to be a hermit i'm going to go down the route of not having anything at all during these next 12 to 24 weeks and they're going to come out and then i'm going to be able to socialize again but literally what you did is you're like okay where is that blend where is that middle point and not for anyone else but for me you know how many socials do i need to be going to how do i need to behave in these and if i can do this now and I can find a sustainable approach, then I'm going to be able to do this for the next years. And that's the beauty because like our transition into sustainability now isn't a huge amount of transition. There's not a huge amount different because of you are already living within a sustainable realm as well. And I think that that's a big, big point that I want people to take away. And because you're here today, I need you to run us through the Indian wedding season strategy. I need to take these secrets from you. Oh man, the Indian wedding season strategy. I mean, that that is that is a podcast in of itself. Um, but I mean, I mean, that was the beauty of of me taking the, the time with things as well. Like, I mean, we we were trying to do it really quickly, but I think in hindsight, looking back now for where I am, I feel like doing this process throughout the whole year helped me understand every six. So basically, the, the year always is the same, regardless of whatever's going on, you're always going to have a Christmas, you're always going to have a Diwali, you're always going to have wedding season, your birthday. And I think that being able to live this journey through or this process through every single point made me realize everything I was doing wrong, and everything I was doing right in these situations. And, and wedding season was definitely one of them. I mean, um, this, this was this is great, because like, we had a little chat. So you know, being being Asian, you're being anyone, you're going to go to like 10, 15 weddings a, a year. You know, I think this year we had about 10 weddings. And, you know, the first wedding I went to, I realized that I was just doing exactly like I was doing it last year, just standing at the bar, drinking, having a couple of um, like dances, having a couple of desserts, you know, mingling with friends, etc. Um, but then I realized that, look, that I have to make a little bit of a shift here just to make me still reach my goal. And, you know, we actually... We actually accepted sometimes that this this is what happened here. So 
basically the 10 rules well it's not been 10 it's kind of like five but there's there's ways in which you can cheat a wedding and there's especially like asian weddings especially because they always follow the same format of the same food you know the same desserts the same dance afterwards etc but yet i mean you've touched it on it on it before as well this whole kind of like one plate rule and you know packing your plate up with salads but there's actually ways in which you can also like so with when you're when you're building your plate because you know sometimes there's always gonna be a buffet or food's gonna come to your table st- stick a naan bread at the bottom right that's gonna be your main foundation and then the other side you put salad and then you have like you know 40 percent where you start putting your 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 good bits and all the stuff that you want like you know even if it's like a, like you know lentils or curry or whatever you want but basically make it seem as though your plate's a lot more fuller than it is you don't necessarily have to eat that whole naan bread but have a little bit of it no one's going to question it because they see a, a massive full plate and you know even no one's counting your drinks either that this is another weird myth like at the start for the first two drinks they're looking at what you're drinking but afterwards no one no one cares so even if it's a case of you going up to the bar and saying hey what's everyone having on the table because you know there might not be table service like you can always go and get yourself something else. Like, you know, you can get yourself a Diet Coke. No one's gonna be like, oh, what are you drinking? Because you got me this. So let's say, for example, you're getting five Jamesons. You can still get like your own Diet Coke and everyone's gonna think it's a Jameson. No one's gonna question it. So that's obviously another beauty thing. And then obviously post like 9 p.m., my my new my new vibe is just to stay on the dance floor. Like me and Artie just made it a thing to just try and stay on the dance floor as long as you can. No one's gonna come and ask you for drinks because they're gonna see you having an amazing time there with the couple and everything. So, you know, embrace the vibe of just being in the dance floor, talking to people, and don't make it so much about the drinks because you can actually rack up like 10, 15 drinks in a night. So that is the way in which you can um trying to navigate Indian weddings and that you kind of learn it over time. Like there's so many other little things like, you know, they usually have a dessert section, but if you're on the dance floor, you, you won't even know the dessert section's even open. So there's, there's ways in which you can get around it. And, and you notice that you're, it's, it's almost a little bit like Christmas, the Christmas podcast when you're like, you're there for the occasion. You're not there for the food because you know that you're going to get the food in every single wedding. Like there, sometimes you even get the same caterers at different weddings. So, you know, this is only a phase. You can still go and, have your paneer and stuff another time, but you don't have to necessarily have it when you're trying to lose weight. Otherwise, it's just like, you know, you, you if you're going two steps forward and you take two steps back again, you get it. It's, just, it's like a pendulum. You're just going to be doing this the whole way. And then, you know, just just cheat it. Just fake it. Just fake the whole wedding world. It's, it's an illusion, guys. I love that. Dude, I don't want to skimp on any of the details. So give us more hacks from your weddings, the specific ones that you've used this past year, if any comes to your mind right now. So yeah, the dance floor is definitely a, real, a good one. Drinking was a good, I mean, around drinks as well. Like whenever people get up to go for shots, just pretend you're having the conversation with the person next to you so that they just quickly go away and they just go for their shots so you don't need to get involved in that kind of thing. Um, when people get up, so starters is a great one. Sometimes they'll have like little starter trays that come around. Um, basically just have, get one starter and just hold it in your hand. Have one drink, one uh, the glass of champagne at the start of the wedding. Just hold that same glass of champagne in your hand forever because no one really wants to be drinking champagne. You don't want to waste your calorie. Well, some people might do one, but I just hate champagne. But I just hold it in my hand because I know that no one's going to ask me for another drink or no one's going to come up to me for another drink. Um, and yeah, food-wise as well, um, yeah, the filling, filling the plate the right way and eating slowly um, at weddings is super important because as soon as someone sees your plate like finished because you're super hungry um you know just eat slowly so that no one's going to be trying to put more stuff onto your plate and 
just little hacks as well. Like don't go into the wedding hungry because there's usually you have, I don't know, sometimes you have an Indian wedding in the morning and a reception at night. You've got like three hours in between where you can fuel up in, on the stuff that you want to eat. So when you get to the wedding, you're just like, you're content. You're, you're not going there with a super hungry mind, which is something which I was implementing near the end of the end of the wedding season. But I didn't notice at the start during that time, I was still, you know, trying to figure out what to do and, and get ready. Um, Oh, what was a couple of other ones? I can't even remember anymore because wedding was in the summer, but there were, there was, there were some good ones around kind of, you know, sometimes having a, a tea or something um, afterwards. So you like when you're having a dessert, you don't necessarily have to have a dessert, but you can have a tea. Um, and then obviously sticking to your, your, your lighter spirits rather than the darker spirits, staying clear of all the shots because you don't even know it's a shot. And even if you do want to indulge, like, you know, just pick the poison. You can either decide that you want to have a dessert or you can decide whether you want to have five drinks, like see, see the vibe. Sometimes you might not want to drink with these people that you're with. So, or they might not be massive drinkers. So you can kind of shift your, your focuses a little bit more rather than trying to do everything and just think it's going to be the last wedding of your whole life. Absolutely. And that's it. It's pick the occasion as well. No, it's like, it's similar to Christmas. As you mentioned there, just pick your poisons. Like you might not want to indulge in the, you know, the Christmas party of your spouse's work, but you might actually want to indulge on Christmas day with your family, with all the foods that you want to, right? So out of those 10 weddings, there's going to be ones in which you're like, yeah, I love these people. I love this vibe. I don't want to hold back on much at all. And there'll be others where you're like, you know what? I could be a little bit more low key here. Or even before, if you know that okay, in a couple of weeks, I am going to have that wild wedding where I'm going to be a little bit more loose. Then it's that inspiration and that motivation to be like okay let me do my best at this one so i give myself that extra permission in the next one i think as you mentioned like weddings aren't going anywhere anytime soon you know if you've got a 10 across the course of the wedding season like pick it wisely and i think that that's that's a really really good way to go and and like for example now that i'm married as well we've, we've doubled our weddings because Artie's also has her friends who are getting married but that's also a good tactic like you were saying picking your wedding like the ones where it's your side, where it's close family, you know, you can you can make yourself, you know, a bit more active in terms of just doing everything you want. But if it's like Artie's wedding or Artie's friend's wedding, you know that you're 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 that you're the extension of her for this wedding. So don't worry too much about what people think of you. Like no one's gonna, no one's actually, gonna, you're not even gonna see this these people again in your life. So and obviously use the one where you say that you're driving. So whenever it's Artie's wedding. Um, the designated driver's day, so I can't get drunk, and that's it. You save yourself like nearly a thousand calories, and it, uh, yeah, there's you just you just gotta fake it, guys. <laughs> Dude, I need to get you on for round two the next time Indian wedding season comes around. We'll we'll get those ten hacks in place, and we'll be helping everyone in their wedding seasons. Just about everyone will be using your tactics, I'm sure. But coming back to your story for this past year, you've mentioned it a couple of times. We've mentioned it. You obviously kicked off at the very, very beginning of 2022, and we're here today when most people will be listening to this at the very beginning of 2023. And a year sounds like quite a long time to commit to your health and fitness journey, but you've made progress throughout the course of this year. Yes, it's come with a few ups and downs here, but you've checked in with me every week. You've been committed to your journey every single week. And yeah, your check-ins have been unbelievable. They've been a beautiful life report every week, which I've loved embracing and enjoying. And I feel like you took Kabul's message very, very seriously in terms of like everything that you put into this process, you're going to take out. And I love that because that's what it comes down to. And like, there's no like limit in which I'm willing to give back. And that's what you've recognized. It's like, as much as I can ask, I'm going to, you're going to get back to you. It's going to be reciprocal. So that's been amazing as well. But when it comes to the time 
frame. It's been a year. How have you been able to maintain your motivation, your discipline, or what has it come down to for being able to maintain all the way from January 2022 to January 2023? That's a long time. So what has it come down to for you? Has it been motivation? Has it been structure? Has it been discipline? Talk to us. Yeah. So I would probably say the, the, the habitual stuff was, is probably the, the height that exactly structure was probably structure and habit are definitely the top two. Like, I think I tried to make the process as interesting for myself as possible. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but for example, steps, like I go for my steps every single morning. Like it's not, it's not like crazy, like 4am walks. It doesn't have to necessarily be that. It can still be normal 7, 8, 8 p.m. walks. Like it doesn't matter about timing. A lot, a lot of people get a little bit structured, um, stressed out on that but yeah just going on phone calls like this is the best way like I've, I've got three or four close friends who I'm literally just on the phone to every morning uh, we talk for about 10-15 minutes I do the rounds and by the time I've finished the third or fourth person you know one doesn't pick up because they're sleeping as always but um, yeah I mean as long as you do the rounds I mean your your hour walk is done and then you just do another one in the in the evening maybe to the gym and back and your 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 steps are there done and it's just basically about how can you make this work for you like I'll get super bored if I have to do it every single day with no headphones on like I know it's not going to work for me like some people love it unplugged walks but I can't do it so it's almost just about how it works for you and then obviously just gamifying the whole process like this is going to sound super weird as well but there's this tree which is about 40 minutes away from my house and one of the best trees I've ever seen I call it like you know the 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 giving tree the tree that gives you me bliss but at the start in January, it had no leaves, it had nothing. And I was like, mate, this tree is going to look insane in the summer when all, all the fruits and everything's there. And it's kind of a little bit like the fitness journey. I remember I was thinking about it at the time. I was like, oh, you struggle now with no leaves, but then afterwards you're going to have these amazing fruits coming out in, 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 in the summer. And I used to keep going there. I used to touch it and then come back. And that used to be just the standard, you know, that way I can measure how much I'm steps I'm doing as well. And yeah, just gamifying the process. And, you know, now I look back on that tree, I'm just like, mate, this tree is holds a special place in my heart. But that was great. Um, in terms of nutrition, the way in which I just held the nutrition, I mean, I wasn't super strict. I mean, the, the process isn't just, it's not boring food. Like, you you know, as long as you're working within the within your means, and that everything's all going to fall into place. Like, even certain hacks, like eating breakfast a little bit later um i always found myself eating a lot more during the day and less at night so i just use it to my advantage i just thought let's just pack the calories in the day it doesn't make a difference as long as you're getting the nutrients in the day it's fine um you know suppressing hunger with coffee and, and stuff like not in a bad way or like you're doing a, a, a disservice to yourself but just finding ways in which you can you can break out of that that norm and, and obviously Artie says it all the time when we go to the gym she's like you're always talking to everyone and I was like yeah I've just I've just made friends over time because they they see you coming in dedicated like now I've been I'm known as the runner and everyone's like oh the runner's here and I'm just like I didn't even know that I'll ever be called the, the runner it's just a super weird thing to be called but yeah she was just saying that as long as you can make it fun for yourself it doesn't have to necessarily be something which is which is a, a long process for yourself. Dude, I love that. So structure, habits, and enjoying the journey. Find a way to make it fun for you, essentially. 100%. 100%. Dude, love that. Love that. And for anyone who's hesitant right now, maybe they've listened to this episode today and they're like, I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling like I relate to Alki's journey. I feel that I want to have a bit of what he's having in terms of his results, but they're still kind of hesitant to really take that first step because that's what it comes down to like i say it all the time it's like it's that one decision it was that one decision that you made last year 
that turned everything around for you. So if anyone's hesitant right now to make that decision to turn things around, what would you say to them? Oh man, I'll, I'll probably speak to them for about an whole hour about how amazing it is. But um, I'll probably I'll probably say like when it when just just do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure everyone said it so many times, and you're, everyone's probably sick of hearing it. But I, when when you're feeling that moment and you're feeling that the moment's right and the stars are just aligned, just just go ahead and just say, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the plunge, and I'm just gonna I, even if I, even if I don't get anything out of it, I know that I'm gonna at least get something out of it it might not necessarily be 40 kgs or you're not going to necessarily have abs or everything but you know that you're making a change for yourself and the change for to become a better version of yourself and even like alki 2.0 might be different to x 2.0 they're not might not necessarily have to be the, the same person but um exactly just having that kind of vibe to just make a bit of a difference and and it's you're you're 90 there already whoever's listening you're 90 there it's just that extra 10 percent, and everything else after that you don't need to worry about it there's like they they mentioned that like decision fatigue and stuff but your coach is the guy who's going to help you in mitigate all this you just got you just got to be a sponge and just absorb and it you you learn along the way it's like when you're signing up to like a, a new course or something or you're you're going to university like you're still learning and you're still you know you never want to stop picking up new things that you can then talk to other people about and help inspire them. Like ne never in a million years would I have thought a year later, people are going to come to me and be like, oh, I'm inspired by you. I'm just like, what? You're inspired by me. Why would you be inspired by me? So um, yeah, I think that's, um, and, and seeing what works for you. Like you, you might, you might pick up a new, like I know a guy who, who started a journey recently and now become a boxer. And I'm like, what how, how have you become boxes like yep just just picked it up along the way and you, you you never know what one little thing will will spiral into other places. it's like when you meet like if you meet a girl for for like you know that first moment you you never know what it's going to lead to it's the same as signing up you never know what it's going to lead to could fizzle out but it could actually become amazing as well it's the, that bit is all on you. One decision has the power to change your life in an enormous and incredible way. And I think that that's the example that you've shown us today. And I feel that many, many people can take inspiration from your story. So I'm excited to see people take the steps after today's episode. And a question for you, Alki, where do you see Alki 2.0 in the next 10, 20, 30 years? Oh, wow. Well, 3.0, hopefully. But um, to think like in just, just a step back as well, like to think that, at my heaviest, I was 90 kg. I dropped to 72 and then it rose again to 85. We started at 85 and now to get down to 63, like honestly, it's one of the best feelings ever. And this is what I'll say to the people who are looking to sign up as well. I'm just a man at the moment, just living in the moment and just living in that, that kind of positive energy. And like, apart from the whole thing becoming like habitual and all this kind of stuff, like to, to, to be that person who inspires people around you. Like now my wife's got a coach, like, some of my best friends, I speak to them about things like I, I now cook with a passion. Like I make some amazing omelets and these little pizza flatbreads and everything like, you know, it's amazing. And obviously you have to go through crazy times. Like Elliot, you know about how that final week just was just me super focused. Like I'd literally told everyone what I'm doing. I just held myself accountable. I trusted the process. I was like, look, I'm on the right track. Like someone actually on that final week said to me, they're like, it's scary doing this new thing, like trying to get like crazy amounts of steps and things, but it's even more scarier not doing it and, and realizing that you just missed that one moment. So she was just like, just treat it like, a, I think you said it as well. You said, like, treat it like a work deadline. If you're, if you're, you're, if you're on a pitch, for example, in, in the creative world, like 
just treat it as a pitch. It's not, it's not going to be forever. It's only a couple of weeks here and there. And afterwards, mate, when you look at it in hindsight, you're so happy. Like the best feeling was, uh, this is weird. I was talking to, to Artie about this, but I was like, I went from, from a 38 waist down to a 30 waist. Like I'm wearing from extra larges. I was wearing smalls and I was like, wow, man, I was, I was even wearing turtlenecks. Mate, I've never worn a turtleneck in my life. And I was like, this is amazing. And I had this, this shirt in my cupboard. I think someone else mentioned it on a podcast as well, but I had this shirt in my cupboard, which never fitted me. And it's, it was super expensive, right? So I just kept it in. I was like, I can't get rid of it. I was like, one day I'm going to fit into it and make t- to have it like loose on your body now. It's just like, there's certain things. And I know I haven't got abs and everything at this stage, but you know, you say all the time, live to die another day. This whole thing's one whole big journey. Like embrace what you've done, like hold this for a little while. Even like, you don't necessarily have to do this and then straight away start building muscle. Like it's, it's all a myth. Like no one even cares about your abs. I'm never going to be topless unless I'm on a holiday somewhere. And like, it's completely different. Like just focus on your own inner peace. And as long as you're feeling like you've got abs in your mind, the abs are still there in life. See, everyone's got abs. It's just, you know, it's about the comfort that's on top of it. So yeah, I mean, uh, and plus like, you know, you create friendships with your coach as well. I think that's also something which we haven't touched on, but like me, I, I, you know me more than I know myself sometimes. It's super weird. Like even Artie says, oh, there's, there's a third person in our, like, our relationships. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just doing my her soon. And she's like, what's wrong with you? But like, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to kind of have, have, be on the level with a coach and not, have that kind of like weirdness like this guy you're paying him to do a certain thing it's just it's just a weird way of looking at it like I met Danny I've you know you know my family I met you in real life we went for a coffee like it's not you're not just a robot you're not just a person on the screen but you're actually an actual person so that's a that's also something else which I'll tell them um and what's next for for 3.0 I'll probably say look just um be happy for now the short term is just be happy where we are like obviously there's a, there's a couple of bits of christmas weight which have popped up but that's fine like that you don't need to kill yourself and just you know say that i'm now a failure like we're now going to try and shift it and you know hopefully get out of this place in the right way and hopefully build a bit of muscle like it and um, improve on these kind of runs and things like if i'm enjoying it just do it and i think the most important thing will be inspiring other people to just do something and even if someone comes to me and they're like oh I signed up because of you. That that will give me more bliss than abs for sure. Like to know that other, someone else now has an opportunity to do something, and like especially when it's twenty twenty three, everyone's ready. Like use it, do the whole year again with someone else. Like that's the hopefully you never know. See what happens. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't agree more. And I want to acknowledge you for everything you've been able to achieve this year. It's been unbelievable to witness your journey. It's been honestly a pleasure to be a part of your journey as well to see everything that you've been able to embrace and being able to just take on like every single piece of advice you've taken it integrated it and taken action on it as well it's one thing to hear but it's another thing to actually take that on board and live it and i feel that that's what you're doing you're living the learnings you're teaching me as well we've built a beautiful relationship over the past year as well and i love the fact that you've broken a generational cycle as well you know it's very easy to think that both yourself and Artie could have stayed stuck in the ways in which that you will grow you which you grew up and that's no disservice to anyone you know it's very normal for us to continue the things that we learn but you've literally put a stop to that and I trust that you know in the future when you have your family as well you're going to be bringing up a healthy family you're going to be healthy parents your kids are going to know the difference between rice crispy 
bars and squares versus the breakfast they should be having avocado and cottage cheese is going to be on the menu for them and it's just beautiful like that's a really fulfilling part for me from a bigger picture perspective is to see people break those cycles and now to inside people like your journey is going to have a knock-on effect to another person and another person and another person and that's ultimately how the world gets healthier and it's not even just about people being fit and in shape or eating in a certain way it's about how they feel within themselves and how you feel within yourself and that's what i want for people because it's, we're just going to be a better a happier and healthier world with people who are looking after themselves and that's ultimately what you've committed to this year so i just wanted to acknowledge you for that dude as we wrap up oh bless you man thank you so much look it's a, it's a partnership it's a partnership <laughs> Dude, we've made a beautiful relationship. We might have made arty jealous at moments, but I think it's been an amazing, amazing uh, partnership and an amazing team that we've created together. So just to wrap up, do you have any closing message for the listeners today? Oh, closing messages. Um, yeah, look, just it, 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 you don't have to be perfect, man. Nothing, nothing in this world like has to be a, a perfect thing. So, like just, just be happy, be content, have your, have your own energy and just be very very like you know very very filled with love and everything will just fall into place like whether you're whether you whether you go up on the journey whether you don't like you know as long as you're happy the world is happy the world will the world will move with you so Alki Makwana, ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for being here today dude thank you so much peace and love and that was the simply fit podcast i hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode i feel inspired to improve your health and well-being be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.